Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues. We wrap up New Hampshire today. We'll, we'll be in Derry, New Hampshire, D-E-R-R-Y. Derry, like fairy with a D. And our guest today is Mike Birch, who to me uh, is reminiscent of like the old Ellen Parsons Project sound and some of the older Pink Floyd kind of stuff. We'll talk with Mike about that, his influences, because I'm sure it had to have come from there because I can certainly hear it in the music. Discover your celebrity at the newest, hottest, and most interesting and fun live music show to hit the scene in probably 50 years. It's called Flash Jam. Whether you perform live music or enjoy watching live music, Flash Jam has something for everyone. Flash Jam is a dynamic way for musicians to come together, perform, and compete for recognition and rewards. Whether you're a novice to the stage or you're an experienced musician, Flash Jam provides an exciting platform to collaborate and showcase your talents. Musicians come together and perform hit songs with other random musicians who are there that share that same passion for the song. So, for example, let's say Mike wanted to do the system of Dr. Tar and Professor Feather. He wanted to play guitar on it, and I wanted to sing it. And John wanted to play bass on it, and Mary wanted to play keyboards on it, and Jill wanted to play drums on it. We all learn our part for that song. And then we come together for the first time at Flash Jam and we play it together. And then existing bands are also featured because they'll play cover songs that are also from that same catalog. And then the audience gets involved because they get to vote on their favorite musician combinations. It's all there at Flash Jam. Coming to a market near you, Flash Jam, www.flashjam.com for more information. Welcome to the show. Didn't really mean to single you out like that, but all I always do when I do a commercial, whoever my guest is, they they fall victim. <laughs> so, well, thank so, you for uh, thank you for having me as part of the Music for America uh, podcast. Oh, no Pretty problem, cool. man. I, I just love having. I, I love the show. Uh, this is what I do. I'm retired, and I spend more time doing this, I think, than I did when I ran my own pest, pest control company in St. Louis for like 25 years. But it's passionate. It's it's fun. It's people like you that play music, write music, and dig what you're doing. And the old adage comes true with this. If you enjoy what you're doing, you never work a single day in your life. So let's talk about you. We're about the same age. We grew up in the same era listening to Beatles and Presley and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young and Ario Speedwagon. When did you get bit by the music bug? What's your, like, when did you first start doing performing, singing, songwriting and all that? Well, I really started performing not including something when I was like in grade school with my dad when I was playing clarinet, not including uh -huh. that, um, in high school <laughs> for my first band um, with, with schoolmates and played a few school dances, that type of thing. Um, through college, I was partying too much. I didn't play a lot of music. <laughs> uh, Summertimes, occasional stuff with other friends, you know, but yeah. nothing serious. And um, it wasn't until I was always writing songs, but it was, it was after I graduated college, I um, joined a classic rock cover band uh -huh. started playing regularly got got more licks on the guitar than i've ever had before um probably made enough money to buy all pay all off all the equipment i'd bought over those years <laughs> um which is always a good thing um and started writing songs at that point the band started playing songs that was in the uh, early 80s you know uh -huh. um after that i kind of got disheartened with music busy with other stuff and uh kind of 
kind of gave it up until um in the early 2000s i uh bought a few more guitars i uh, joined a couple of bands uh beatles tribute bands i was playing in um finally got enough nerve up to start doing solo gigs i wow. by going to open mics and uh you know in, in the last few in the last last nine years i've been running open mics regularly in this area for uh, let everybody of every talent level get up and get up on a stage and play their songs for people what uh what what did it take to get you to say all right i'm gonna do it i'm gonna play my own music you've been playing cover um, bands cover songs right with cover yep. bands and then all of a sudden something drives you to say i'm gonna present my own work um i i finally think i got up i you know i thought i the songs i had started writing from my when i first started playing guitar um developed over time when i got to this band point where i was playing with other people hmm. i could start hearing the full songs in my head uh -huh. so i i would often uh make a uh, a demo tape up on cassettes or you two use two cassette tape decks to bounce back and forth and add parts and add a bass part and add a uh -huh. second guitar part and then and vocal harmonies and stuff like that and to show the other guys in the band that here's your part here's what it should yeah. sound like here, here play it um before that time i when i got my first guitar at age 15 um i wrote my first song probably two months later i only knew like two chords so the song uh -huh. only had two chords in it but uh i've been writing songs ever since i figured out how to do a chord on a guitar <laughs> but performing them out on your own performing um, your music before, by before, yourself yeah, yeah. Performing, performing on my own um that was another another step up from doing the open mics um some some venues are perfect for playing your songs other places mm. aren't um but i learned how to play get comfortable playing by myself you know on on stage in front of a microphone and uh and said so why not do my songs i register all my songs with a performance royalties organization bmi uh -huh. and um uh by performing my songs at licensed places i actually get paid by BMI to do it. Yeah. Well, I'll be doing it. How about that? You buy another piece of equipment. <laughs> well, it's, it's 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 all it's all you know pennies pennies in the bucket. You know, sure, at the end sure. of the day, that's what if you want to do music for a life, you know, uh, for a living rather, it's, it's any and all revenue streams. That's why uh, th there's there was a joke um, when I was I'm a big hockey fan, and when Mike Keenan took over coaching in the St. Louis Blues, one of the first things they did is uh, the general manager Jack Quinn did was brought this big right sash across the bottom of the jersey. It has nothing to do with the blues or the blues history or heritage, but it took an accent color and made it a, a big part of the jersey. And one of the sports writers was talking about, uh, well, anything to sell shirts in this day and age to make money in the hockey. <laughs> and that was before big contracts and big television contracts and all that stuff. And I'm like, boy, ain't that the truth? Anything to make money to be able to hire a, a Brett, a, you know, sign a Brett Hall or a Wayne Gretzky or something like that. Same thing with music, anything you can, if you're going to do this and if you're going to try and make a living at it, you know, you don't have to get the big record contract and be successful, but you got to be able to pay your bills, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta hit every possible, uh, revenue source. Um, you know, for a working musician, and I know a lot of working musicians, you know, people who do it for a living, um, mm -hmm. not in the touring type of thing but they're local um but trying to make a living doing it and they do everything i mean they're gigging as many nights a week as they can um they're teaching lessons they're selling merch um you got to do it all um yeah and as a living as a musician who's doing it on their own um it's more than a full-time job you know when you add the gigging to it it's you know these people are working 90 hours a week typically to 
to keep keep up with it because social media and everything else you're doing it all yourself these days you know my first experience with a new hampshire mu musician was a guy named pete peterson i don't know if you've crossed paths with him or not but um he's having shoulder surgery so he's not gonna be on this season but he'll be on next year but um he was uh computer or something i don't know what he was doing he was making good money raised his family retired and he says i'm gonna start playing music and he says i make more money now than I did, and I enjoy every single day of it because he's he works at that Highway One circuit, I guess. Uh, like, is it one from like Kittering to uh, uh, to, to York to Agonquid, Kenny Bunkport, Wells up towards Portland, yeah, yeah, yeah. up and down all the way to Portland. So he goes from Portland, yeah. then he starts all over again. But he's got places he he plays every week, you know, or every month or someplace. He's always somewhere doing that stretch in the summertime. He said, and the rest of the time I'm, you know, here, I'm, I go to Vermont, I go to mm -hmm. Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. He works six days a week. He says, but it's not work. It's not work. I'm performing. I got people buying me drinks. I got people throwing money in my hat, you know, and I'm just performing music for them to have in the background while they're enjoying their vacation. They're enjoying this and that. Uh, mm -hmm. That's so cool to be able to do that now are you able to do that in in dairy new hampshire or i um, guess not not so much um a lot of the music in the area this area for solo musicians mm -hmm. um is background music at restaurants that type of place they made brew pubs um but it's not the same thing for the community for the musicians they really yeah. are background music in most of these places um any any good spirits that come playing in those places typically when your own friends fans friends actually yeah. show up and otherwise because it's a bunch of strangers and you're playing background music for them i think a lot up this way um tourist areas are obviously different because people are in a different mindset right you know right. The, this part of new hampshire really is not tourist area yeah it's not you're like kind of mind. you're kind of in between right you're like you're not in portland you're not in boston you know right. and uh what's the what's the big seafood fest that they have labor day weekend down there um there's a few of them there's there's um, one that's like it, it's the last one of the beach and i can't think there's, of one, there's one in like portsmouth ports new hampshire and um hampton hampton, hampton. has a big one. hampton that's hampton one beach. of the hampton seafood festival or something like yep. that it's huge huge yeah when i yep. first moved to vermont a, a guy that i worked with said you got to come down so he and his wife met my girlfriend and i down there and uh oh my god it was so much fun and then when we're leaving now they've changed it since since covid but uh when we were leaving the last day we happened to be there and we're walking through and people that were selling like uh shrimp skewers like you know a buck a piece we're now selling them six for a buck you know <laughs> <laughs> ran and got a cooler <laughs> and we loaded up on all kinds of stuff we ate seafood for two weeks straight i think it was awesome so yeah, back yeah. to you back to you and your music uh yep. the first song we're gonna listen to is time machine is there an influence when you write or is it something like, do you write a certain style all the time, or do you shake it up a little bit? And are you influenced uh, by the same influences? Sometimes I believe that music flows to me from some outer mm -hmm. spiritual source, maybe, and comes into my head. And it's up to my fingers and talents to be able to get that out there yeah. into some form. Um, sometimes it's not that way, but some songs like Time Machine probably did come that way. Now, the... Um, the album name is Timeless, which is also right. a title song, which we're going to listen to here later. But um, the the time um, 
subject is pretty much what this whole album is about. It mm-hmm. really deals with time. Starting to feel my age these days, and um, not quite retired like you, but uh, um, you know, so time became a very prevalent thing. And Time Machine itself just kind of came to my head. It's like, yeah, we kind of live in our memories and our in our wishes and our dreams, and um, and just kind of got that science fiction kind of influence for it. Yeah. I'm a big science fiction fan, and uh, um, that's where. It, Kind of just sprouted out that way. So if you had a, a musical time machine, what era would you go back to and be a performer? Um, I don't know if I'd go back in one to perform in. I'd like to go see some performances okay. back okay. in the day. Um, I never got to see the Beatles, you know, of course. Okay. Um, yeah. I, did, I have seen Ringo, that's it. Um, but um, I don't know. Um, it, sometimes I do think that I might have been born a few years too late. Uh-huh. That I really would have been fit right into the late 60s if I'd been the right age, if I'd been in my early 20s or something like that yeah. in the late yeah. 60s. Yeah. You know? Um, I definitely think I could have fit into the music era at that point. Yeah. yeah. We're we're close, man. We're close to the same because I have that same experience. I think if I had a time machine, what would I do? And my my response was the same that I would transport my adult self, maybe not my 67-year-old self, but my adult self, like my 30s or 40-year-old self back to the 60s where i could really appreciate the animals you know really appreciate the beatles the whole british invasion and be a part of that didn't have to perform just to appreciate it and have that experience that would have been cool uh, not to take away from any of the music i got to see because i got to see uh the humble pie and i got to see spooky tooth you know i got to see a lot of good bands that were up and coming i got to see jethro tull you know uh Ario speedwagon is one i keep going to because i saw them several times you know so I saw some. I saw Loggins and Messina on their farewell tour at their wow. last their <laughs> last show at, at Edwardsville, uh, SIU Edwardsville, uh, Mississippi River Festival way back in seventy, whatever that was, seventy five, seventy four. Cool. So, uh, Time Machine is your song. You wrote this all by yourself. Produced produce locally or produced yourself? Or I'm what? actually, well, I'm sitting here in Fairways Sound, which is uh, my studio, my home studio. Um, mm-hmm. so all, all The whole album was recorded here. Dude, I did all the parts, do all the vocals, um, play guitar, play keyboards. Um, you know, I do yeah. it all. So. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Let's give it yeah. a listen from Derry, New Hampshire, Mike Birch and the Music of America podcast and the song Time Machine.
of America podcast continues with Mike Birch. Today, our guest, that song was called Time Machine from his album called Timeless. We're going to talk about the title track after I talk about this. Ladies, ladies, you don't need big promises. You need results. Simple Beauty Retinol Moisturizer contains only the best ingredients for your skin. It doesn't contain unnecessary ingredients that may cause you some further skin issues. As specifically formulated, the Retinol Moisturizer helps reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, making the skin appear younger, softer, smoother. A powerful combination of antioxidants, vitamins A, C, B5, and E, fight premature aging by blocking DNA-damaging free radicals and promoting softness and elasticity. Contains natural ingredients like aloe vera, jojoba oil, rose water, sunflower oil, which are all great, for alleviating a variety of skin conditions. It's Simple Beauty Retinol Moisturizer. You can get it at simplebeautyskincare.com. It simply works. At my age, Mike, I could probably use some skincare products, but uh, at my age, I've just decided not to, you know? <laughs> well, I was going to ask, do you have any free samples? I could use something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike Birch, our guest today from Derry, New Hampshire, we were just talking before the commercial, before the last song, that that last song was from this album called timeless and this is the title track coming up they're going to talk about now the title track called timeless and it falls in with that whole theme of time and beginning and ends and our time is winding down right right so this song actually had a a, a kind of a different uh start um as COVID started and we were all stuck inside and i started watching tv series and you know like old things that were you know like multi-year series on tv and stuff like that to fill up time one of the series that i watched was a man in the high castle um, oh. um i didn't i thought it was something about 
um, a Hitler movie, you know, our Hitler show, you know, something about that. But it was very much a speculative fiction, science fiction story. Mm -hmm. uh, found it fascinating. And the um, Timeless of Song actually is about two of the main characters in that in that show. Oh, really? Um, but, I, you know, I tied it into what was going on in my head at the time, you know, as uh -huh. far as, you know, this whole time bearing down on us. And uh, yep. that's how it came together. And I just thought it felt it. I felt that it was a good album title as well as the song title yeah that's great so yeah that that show i it never took with me and everybody said you're gonna love it just watch you're gonna love it and, and that's i think is that the one that's based on if germany won the war right right yeah. if germany okay. and japan won the war yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. uh did it get into sci-fi stuff or did it stick oh yes with... oh yeah 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 really? it was like time tra time travel oh no kidding going into alternate reality type of things going oh, on uh, yeah oh, yeah <sighs> Well, you know, when I, I'm retired from this, <laughs> then that's probably what I'll do. I'm going to, uh, I love to binge watch if it's a good show. Uh, Game of Thrones, The Wire, The Sopranos, Sons of Anarchy, four of my favorites. I could sit and just say, all right, I'm checking out of reality for the next five weeks and i'm going to watch all of the game of thrones start to finish you know <laughs> yeah 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 i've watched the game of thrones twice through so uh, i know that but, uh, <laughs> you, I, know you know actually man in the high castle is pretty dark and it's pretty yeah. oppressive at points because i mean really? the story is you know pretty oppressive you can imagine yeah. if germany won the war you know um right so um you know so it's not for everybody but i just found the characters you know very very lifelike and you know like i could relate to them and that's where the song came from pretty cool we'll give it a listen this is from the, the title track from the album Timeless with Mike Birch from Derry, New Hampshire, here on the Music of America podcast. Juliana has a hard time sleeping at night. She wakes from half-remembered dreams. Sometimes I feel like forgotten memories From a world that's not what it seems She's a timeless girl, she's everywhere Her eyes show how much she cares Never gives up hope in this crazy world It's the only thing he's got Better to keep living and hate your life Than to be left in a cell to rot He's a timeless goblin everywhere Still searching for that special somewhere Never gives up hope 
Timeless on the Music of America podcast with Mike Birch. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, and we're going to get back to talk to Mike and a songwriter partner of his in a little bit. But since we're out east, I thought I would talk about this because they're already taking reservations for the summer. Believe it or not, it's January, and they're taking reservations for the summer at River Ridge Farms. It's Vermont's recreation lover's dream. It's a gorgeous vacation rental nestled right in the Green Mountains of Vermont. River Ridge Farms is an escape to everything wonderful Vermont has to offer. This historic farmhouse set atop 16 acres of fields with mountainous views, a pasture, a pond, a tree-lined river frontage. Go enjoy the beautiful spot in the heart of the Green Mountain State, along with the multiple nearby ski and mountain resorts, ranges, breweries, hiking trails, biking trails, and other tourist activities. This spot is unique for its multiple mountain views and the resident farm animals. When you, when you make your appointment, ask for Diana. Talk to Diana about coming and petting and interacting with the animals that she has on the farm. The pigs in particular, they love to be pet. Took my grandson out there last summer and he, he was in hog heaven, no pun intended. But he'd sit there and pet the pigs and uh, it's just so much fun. And if you're not into that, just sit back and stay in this comfortable modern farmhouse. Sleeps 11 guests comfortably. There's enough space to throw events like weddings, retirement parties, graduation parties, uh, see Valentine's Day parties, I guess, St. Patrick's Day parties. I'm thinking what's coming up in 24. There's enough space for that, though. Or just sit back, relax, and rejuvenate in the beautiful Vermont landscape. Check them out, River Ridge Farms. They're on Facebook. But to find this one, you have to search River Ridge Farms Jeffersonville because there's like dozens of River Ridge Farms Airbnbs. Airbnb has a listing for them as well, River Ridge Farms Jeffersonville. River Ridge Farms, Vermont's recreation lover's dream. Now, we talked before, Mike, you've not made it to Vermont as a performer. Have you been to Vermont as a tourist? Oh, sure. Many, ta- many times. I've driven driven through it and, and stayed it in. And uh, Burlington's a fantastic city to visit. Um, yeah. the, uh, the southern part of the state is just gorgeous all the way you know, from Brattleboro across to uh, Bennington. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's just beautiful. Yeah, they have Green Mountains. Driving up along the Green Mountains any time of the year is is always nice. Yeah, and, and my side of that is your state. I love going through Kangamangas. Mm-hmm. I love going through the Kangamangas Pass. There's a, I can't think of the name of the town now, but there's a little uh, town just as you're getting into the pass, and uh, there's a little diner there, and we've stayed there, and uh, the server that we had the first time we went there is still there. And she left after well, during COVID, everything was shut down. So we, you know, we I think, think we only made it to Maine once that year, but uh, they were closed. But uh, Frank Franconia, Franconia, right? Franconia, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, just love that place. But the this year, we talked earlier. I was going to Nova Scotia, so we went north of the White Mountains. Mm-hmm. And funny story, funny story. We're driving, and as we're just about to leave New Hampshire and enter into Maine, there's uh, three guys in a tent outside, right by the road. And they hold up a sign, you honk, we drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, that's New Hampshire. That's northern New Hampshire for sure. Northern <laughs> New Hampshire, yeah, yeah. So uh, tell us about New Hampshire and, and uh, what you like about it because it's beautiful. Um, I moved here to New Hampshire four years ago. I've lived in Massachusetts for most of my life before that. Oh, yeah? um, I moved to New Hampshire because one thing, great thing about New Hampshire, um, if you don't own property, is there's no income tax. Um, there's also no sales tax. Wow. Um, 
There was tax on liquor, but it's not bad compared to other states. Um, tax like on gas, Vermont. but it's not bad compared to other states. Property tax, though, is high because they got to pay for schools and roads and everything else. Sure. So, um, um, so that's a great thing about New Hampshire. But New Hampshire has a a decent. Um, um music scene um arts entertainment scene in the cities in concord and manchester and portsmouth Mm -hmm. um and then it's got the white mountains as you know just beautiful area um of course everybody knows about it and that's an issue in the fall when you try to visit because there's literally thousands of thousands of cars on the road and on the kankamangas is a crawl you know on a typical saturday afternoon but uh it's a very nice area and where i am in new hampshire um in 40 40 minutes i can be in downtown boston Oh wow! Or, or in fifteen minutes, I can be in downtown Manchester in half an hour, yeah. less than half an hour downtown Concord. Um, forty five, forty minutes in Portsmouth, and I'm less than an hour from Portland, Maine. So I'm it's, it's close to everything, you know. Which is the most music happening city of those four you just mentioned? Um, Boston Portland? for sure. Boston. Oh, I mean, the New Hampshire. I'm sorry. Oh, New Hampshire ones. Um. Manchester has quite a few things going in it now, um, mm-hmm. but Na- there's also Nashua. Nashua just opened up a new um, art center there with seating for, I think there's about 1,500 people in it. Um, yeah. There's, um, I wouldn't say any one of them. Concord is probably less than most of them, but um, Portsmouth has, Portsmouth, because it's a fairly large city, has quite a bit of music going on. They have the Portsmouth uh, Theater and and various things there, so um Portsmouth and Manchester are probably the two biggest. They're not huge compared to Boston, but yeah. So uh, the Jazz Fest in in Vermont is huge, right? Discover Jazz. Does New Hampshire have a town that has like a big Jazz Fest or a Blues no. Fest? Uh, no, I'm not aware of any of those. Um, they, you know, they have the coastal towns have sea fests where they have music at some point, uh-huh. but that's but yeah, no specific music fests in gotcha. the answer that i'm aware of yeah the uh when i first moved to vermont one of the things that really hooked me on the city or, or the city south Bur- i live in south burlington but burlington was the uh, discover jazz and i'm walking up and down church street and uh the guys that were on yesterday the guys that were on the show yesterday the soggy po boys out of portland mm-hmm. it's a ragtime dixieland jazz type band and they're just set up playing on the streets it's a seven-piece ragtime band just playing out <laughs> on church street I was mesmerized. It was such a cool <laughs> event. And and then throughout the day, different musicians up and down Church Street. That's why I was wondering, uh, because we always drive through New Hampshire on our way to Maine. Uh, we did stay in Franconia uh, once or twice. And I love the I love the Kankamangas. Uh, Kankaman- I always call it Kankamangas or Kankamangas. I can't ever get it right. <laughs> <laughs> love that pass. And my first visit there, this was funny. We were going through. We're at one of the peaks. And all of a sudden, all the cars are stopped and all these people from other countries are just stopping their cars in the middle of the road to go out and take pictures. I'm like, you've never seen a, a leaf change on a tree before? No, evidently not. <laughs> like, apparently not in this magnitude, you know? No, no. There, you know, I never really thought about that, but it's it's a beautiful, beautiful drive. When you hit when you hit the right day where the sun is right and everything along that drive, it's doing the full loop around the whole White Mountains. You know, the Kankamangas one way and three hundred two the other way, three hundred two three the other way. And we always through, get uh, lost and oh. through Franconia Notch one way or the other. Um, it's incredible, but. I, you know, I always vied people, do it on a weekday in the fall. Don't yeah. do it on the weekend. I mean, <laughs> Amen, last, time I did, last time I did it on a Saturday, I think I left here. It's about an hour and a half to get to the Kankamangas from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I left like at six o'clock in the morning. So I was through the Kank by 10 o'clock in the morning. And at that uh-huh. point, I went 
west to east. By that point, the falls and all those places along the, right. the eastern end, uh, the, no parking available at all. Right, you know, right. People were waiting for parking spots. You know, <laughs> Some really cool parks. So the notch, when you said Franconia Notch, there's some really cool water sets there. Not water right. sets, water sightings or whatever. Uh, the big park that's right there at the, depending, I guess it's on the easternmost edge of Kangamangas. That big park with all the waterfalls, you know what I'm talking yep. about? Yeah, yep. love that place. I've got pictures. Every time a relative comes into town, they fly into. If they fly into in New Hampshire, I got to drive mm-hmm. and pick them up. But you can get yep. to New Hampshire from like St. Louis, where most of my family is. You can get to Vermont, but you got to go through like Chicago or something like that. So I said, just fly into Manchester. I'll pick you up. It gives me an excuse to drive down there. <laughs> <laughs> so now the next song we're going to talk about. We want to talk about your songwriting partner. The song is called Two Lost Souls, but you uh, you perform that with your songwriting partner, Tammy Jan, right? That's correct. Uh, Tammy and I, um, we've been running a songwriting group in New Hampshire for nine years now. Oh, wow. Called song- Songwriters of New Hampshire Group, Song. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a no-charge songwriting group where we just songwriters get together once a month. Um, you bring your song that you're working on or maybe you just completed, you perform it solo by yourself and the group of people that are there listen to the song, make comments about it, suggestions on things that might improve it or things that they like, things they didn't like, that type of thing. All, all of course, you know, take it or take it or leave it, you know, as far yeah. as, you know, what the comments are. Um, and, you know, we, we typically get anywhere from, you know, five to 15 people at a meeting once a month. And, uh, um, so we started writing, we first started collaborating by uh, Tammy um, was just rudimentarily playing guitar and she played um, auto harp and stuff. And um, she wanted somebody to play guitar parts for her songs mm-hmm. that she was recording. So that's how we first started doing stuff together. Um, I would just record the guitar parts for her on her songs. Um, then she gave me a couple of lyrics a couple of times and I put music to them and um, we we try to bring a, a new song to the, the group every month. So a couple of times I was bringing these songs to the group. I couldn't come up with a lyric on my own. So she wrote me a lyric and I put a, the music. And then we realized if we started working together, um, the songs seemed to get a lot better. Um, yeah, anyways, yeah. when we were, you know, collaborating together and moving back and forth, not just her writing lyric and me putting it to music. Um, really? So we've started b- been doing that. And we actually released a CD of our own this this year. Um, our, our duo name is 10 Miles to Neptune. Um, and, an interesting uh, we have an name. album called Cat. And we have a, an album called Change. Um, so, anyways, I released my most recent album, Timeless, this year also. And um, for that particular song, um, as part of the, one of the things that Tammy and I do is um, we we uh, all participate in the annual um, February Album Writing Month, FAWM, F-A-W-M. The website <laughs> is FAWM.org, and it is a world. It's a worldwide group of songwriters who every every year get together online and write as many as 14 or sometimes many more than that songs but the goal is to try to write 14 songs in the month of february record them in any rudimentary way it doesn't have to be finished recording you could just use just iphone or you could use a you know video yourself or whatever but the idea is just to spark your creativity so um this particular song two lost souls came from that one of the challenges or, or prompts that was issued is use a number use a number in your in your song so t- there's where the two came from right, in that right. song. um so i i wrote the song it, it was one of those farm songs where i just kind of you know like wrote just wrote quickly and wrote the song out i recorded it for farm and when i finished it it was like ah, i was like it's an okay song but if i, I got to do something with it so i tried re- i re-recorded it and i still wasn't really happy with it and then um 
I thought about the, the what the lyrics were and how they were set up, and it was really like, well, yeah, there's one one verse that's really about the woman, one verse that's about the guy, yeah. and um, in this supposed relationship that's or non relationship, two lost souls, and um, I thought, what if I rewrite it so that they're both in each verse so you have the man and the woman in both verses yeah. and so that's how we came up with the call response me singing the line and then tammy singing the line and then doing the harmony lines um and that was really our first real um collaboration on one of my songs i've had her do just background harmony type parts on some other songs occasionally but that uh -huh. was really i record you know i relied on her creating her own melody part and singing being able to sing that callback part in the song that's such a challenge to be able to do that i would think to say let's do a call and respond i'm going to do this part you do that part did it just happen um it's it takes a while it takes it takes work um we do a lot of practicing tammy and i do with our songs uh last night we performed i guess five or six of our original songs at um a place in nashua um, but uh -huh. we practice our harmonies and it's just when you work together with somebody um sometimes things click sometimes they don't i've been in enough bands where they don't click after yeah, time yeah. but uh um sometimes they click and but you know just by working together you, you can do a call response and uh we have some similar type of things that we do in our, in our duo work as well that uh the, when you were describing that there was a song came out in the I, I think it was the late 60s early 70s i want to say it was the bells might be somebody else but the, there was a song called stay a while do you remember that but he sang uh he sang a part and then she sang a part so he sang a part in a verse and then she sang a part in a verse and then they came together and at at the end she whispers i think i'm gonna stay you know it's just really <laughs> really cute and romantic and uh mm -hmm. i got thinking about that when you were, you were explaining it I was like that sounded so familiar and then it just hit me like stay a while was in the song very cool well the song is called two lost souls it's not pink floyd and you're not living in a fishbowl but uh tammy jan uh singer songwriter accomplice with Mike Bircher, our guest today here on the Music America podcast, the song is Two Lost Souls. Come to 
It's a big circle. Big circle. Lots of ups and downs. Ups and downs. Will they find out if a new beginning can be found? Be found. Be found. Feeling helpless, wandering. Dark thoughts, pondering. They're searching for something. Two Lost Souls on the Music of America podcast. Our guest today, Mike Birch from Derry, New Hampshire. Mike, this is the last segment of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. And you're, you're winding down your musical career in terms of playing out, so there may not be a lot of playing out to promote, but promote anything. You know, promote that, promote your studio, promote uh, your songwriting, your, uh, your school, anything you want to talk about. Let's talk about what we can do to help support you continue your dream. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, well, for a start, you know, people can find me on every streaming service. Um, look for Mike Birch or Mike Birch Music on all the streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, whatever you use. Um, I've, I'll put this commercial in for streaming music. There's a lot of animosity in the music world about streaming services and the mm -hmm. low fees that they pay musicians. Yeah. Um, and there's no, there's no arguing with that. I mean, you know, Spotify is paying typically about three tenths of a cent or three hundredths of a cent whatever it is you know per song stream and youtube is about a third of that and apple music is a little more than that and pandora is a little less you know but it's you know it's not a lot typically you know on spotify a thousand streams of a song will get an artist somewhere between a dollar and three dollars is that wow. that's 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 a good number to use um but so people say oh i don't stream that doesn't give the music i buy uh, buy albums so yeah you buy my album then you can go to my Bandcamp site Bandcamp dot mike dot com or mike excuse me mike birch music.bandcamp.com i mean buy any of my albums there um cds or downloads as you if you prefer um but um once you buy an album from an artist they're not getting any more money from you ever unless you go see them live put ten dollars right. in their tip jar if they're playing somewhere um you get you gave them the fifteen dollars for their cd they made their ten dollar profit whatever it was but they're never going to see another penny from you unless you buy something more from them but if you stream their music on spotify even though you got their cds sitting there or your downloads on your phone if you stream it on spotify or apple music then they're getting streaming income from you and if you tell your friends hey go listen to mike birch on spotify yeah. then that person is streaming my songs occasionally they can go to the spotify artist page for mike birch um this is mike birch radio there and you'll hear some of my songs and other people's similar songs you'll even hear 10 miles to neptune songs my duo with tammy are there <laughs> yeah. on mike birch radio on spotify so um you know i i'm i'm wholeheartedly with the group of people who's fighting for more money you know with washington and everything and trying yeah. to get more money for streaming revenues for artists at the same time um it will, we take every penny that we can get as working musicians. So, you know, again, you can find me on streaming services, mikebirchmusic.bandcamp.com. Um, Facebook, you can find me, Mike Birch Music. Um, Instagram, Mike Birch Music. Um, Reverb Nate, um, excuse me, uh, YouTube, Mike Birch Music. I try to make video, um, lyric videos for all my songs that you can get there. And again, if you use YouTube Music, 
everybody's music is there stream it there that way you know yeah. uh, but buy the buy the merch buy the merch um <laughs> so 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 besides that i run um i'm not really gigging anymore unless people ask for private gigs or something special comes up i am actually playing um with some friends um coming up in january january 21st down in cape cod we're having a benefit for a, an old musician friend of ours who had some medical issues recently oh, okay. so uh this will be in in i think it's gonna be in sandwich on cape cod um we got like four bands playing and then lots of guests to play with the four bands and stuff um playing a songwriter night in lowell at the warp and weft um along with tammy jan you know we're doing our duo thing in january um but i uh, the regular thing that i do is i run open mics um these are acoustic open mics they're not jams they're for solo musicians or duos mm -hmm. or trios that play together um I run uh it's every other week in Methuen Mass as I run one run one I've been doing that for over 5 years now and then I've got another one that I'm running up in Nashua New Hampshire Casey McGee's Irish Pub um that's I run that once a month so uh -huh. um you know, it's a, it's a, these are great ways to meet other musicians and people love being able to go to some place where they're not performing musicians. They're not, they're not people ready to gig and people don't want to gig. They just want to go out and play some songs at night and we'll have fun and have a drink or two, you know? Yeah. So, uh, um, it's always a fun time doing those type of things. That's fun. It's a fun way to ease your way into retirement and kind of get out of this. But right, exactly. And that, you know, I thought about gigging more when I retired and it's like, it's a lot of work for a solo musician. Yeah. So the thing that I'm doing instead of gigging is Fairway of Sound. Um, I've already produced, um, recorded and produced three albums for friends. Um, yeah. um, one guy, Texas Dave, he did two albums here, except for four or five songs that he recorded at another place. He recorded all this stuff here. And then I added my stuff. I did the full production mixing. Um, he's got two CDs out that he sells at his gigs. Yeah. And then Tammy, Tammy Jan, she released her first album a year ago. Uh, we did all the recording here. Um, I did all the production work on it. And um, she had, it's a tremendously successful album that she's got. She had one song that got picked up on one of these Spotify playlists that she's oh, got really? had over 90,000 streams on that. Just that one song, wow. which we thought is for She doesn't go out. She doesn't gig or anything like that. That's, she that's plays almost $4, right? <laughs> Yeah, 90, so, that's, that's almost four dollars <laughs> <laughs> but what it is though is that what it means you know so i i look at time at my timeless album which has been out since may mm -hmm. um i've had i forget what the number is um something like thirty thousand streams or something like that total on that you know since may which is not a lot of streams it's not a lot of money but to mm -hmm. me i look at the numbers and i go wow i've had like six thousand different people listen yeah. to my music it's That's like pretty cool. think about that think about it that way like wow what if i played the music hall in boston yeah. i would be filled to the standing room only if all those people if showed those up people at the same up. time right and that's just incredible to me because normally i'm playing in a room that's got 10 people or maybe 30 or 40 people right. at the maximum you know so <laughs> my mind jollies i get with this thing with this podcast is how many countries i i reach out to you know is it music of america podcast so you'd think it's yeah. you know one country but in Canada, maybe, and maybe Mexico, but we're in 40 countries. We've been heard in four, almost 40 countries at 39 or 40. That's, That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I look at my Spotify things like that. And I say last for my, not this, re, this album, but my previous album, which I released right after the COVID was starting to ease up, um, which is called into the vortex and out the other side, the most popular song on that, on that Spotify, um, album, um, I don't know why it's so popular. It was called um, 
uh, Feel Your Arms Around Me that I wrote about during the spring of COVID spring, I call it, when uh -huh. everybody was locked up and not seeing people. Um, and it got and got picked up by some playlists in Scandinavia. And I had this whole group of people in Finland that started out listening to that song. And I could look and see the numbers on Spotify. That How all these fun. people in Finland were listening to that song. And then like a few months later, all of a sudden it was Sweden. A whole bunch of people in Sweden were listening to this song. And it's like, wow, it's like, I, I need to travel to Scandinavia. You have this mass appeal with the Nordic states, dude. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Mike, so, this so has been it, a lot of fun. And okay. uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I that? just want to mention, so Fairway Sound, what I'm offering, though, is recording or mixing, producing for the local musicians who can't afford to go into one of these $50 or $100 hour studios yeah. and pay for that type of thing. There's a lot of people who like to get their music out, recorded in some fashion, and I offer an inexpensive alternative for those people. Yeah, Very cool. you got a, a website that she, people should um, go to? It's just on, find me on Facebook, fa uh, facebook.com slash Fairwaves Sound, F-A-I-R. W A V E S sound. Very S -A -U -N -D. good. W A N D. Fairwave cool. sound. Mike Birch, our guest today. Thank you so much, Mike. And uh, good, uh, good fortune as you get closer and closer and closer and closer to retirement. Retirement, I'll tell you this retirement are like grandkids. If I knew it was going to be this much, this much fun, I'd have them first, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good luck to you, good fortune. And uh, maybe we'll hook up. I'm, I know we're going to go to York sometime in July. And we usually go through your part of of uh, of New Hampshire on our way up to that part of of Maine. So we'll stay in touch, and uh, maybe we'll do a show live live by then. Huh? Sure, sure. That would sure, be great. Thanks, Tom. I really appreciate being on your podcast. No problem, Mike. Thank you so much. And that wraps up our visit to New Hampshire. Up next, we're going to the shores of Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey, here on the Music of America podcast. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.